With millions of shoppers hunting for deals on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, it's the perfect time to increase your average order value. Bold has a great way to do this by offering your customers bulk discounts and tiered pricing with their Quantity Breaks app. Here's how it works. The app displays a grid on the product page with the quantity of an item they need to buy and what the price breaks are at each level. Let's say you sell socks. You could offer a deal like buy five pairs, get 10% off. Buy 10 pairs, get 20% off, etc. Then, when your customers add the products to the cart, Bold automatically adjusts the price and even shows them a neat little notification bar of how much they've saved by buying in bulk. When we've used this in client stores, it practically prints money. Now, the Bold Quantity Breaks app is hands down the easiest way to add tiered pricing to your store. You can add the Bold Quantity Breaks app to your store free for 14 days. Visit boldcommerce.com or search Bold Quantity Breaks in the Shopify app store. What's the number one customer support request you get? I bet it's, hey, where's my order? My friends at Ventov, makers of SEO Meta Manager, have a solution for this. It's called Order Lookup, and it lets customers look up their orders, right, good name, with either their email or order number, reducing the order inquiries you get in your inbox. We use it on our own high-volume Shopify Plus client stores like Hoonigan and Yvonne Stells to provide real-time order info to customers with a fully customizable order lookup page so you can keep that thing on brand. And hey, if you're a dropshipper, it even works with ePacket. You can get a seven-day free trial when you search order lookup in the App Store. He loves it. Folks, this is my business partner, Jojo the Seal. <laughs> or, or, or. <laughs> All right. He works for Tuna. He has an iron deficiency. <laughs> I, yes, I have, I recently suspect I've developed an iron deficiency from my, I've been pescatarian for 10 weeks. Your newfound vegetarian lifestyle. Pescatarian? I, why do you always correct it? Just say vegetarian. Because if you offered a vegetarian fish, I don't think they would appreciate it. I think they, most of them do eat fish. Then they're pescatarian, not oh, vegetarian. It's too hard of a word. It's just you don't like the word? Fish don't have feelings. That's why I eat them. <laughs> you understand. <laughs> I hate fish. <laughs> Today I want to talk about two things. I went to Las Vegas's biggest convention, SEMA, the Wonderfully named Specialty Equipment Manufacturing Association. That's what that stands for? That's what SEMA stands for. It's the car show. Which, yeah, it's aftermarket parts for cars. It's a terrible name. But it's aftermarket parts for cars, and it is the biggest, craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, As well as some pre-Black Friday questions and some Black Friday takeaways. All right, I know I I talk about car stuff. I promise uh, this has implications for e-commerce. But before we get into that, uh, like 10 days ago, uh, we launched the holiday email guide, and that thing sold crazy well. Yeah, it's doing great. That's our third year selling the holiday email guide, and if you buy it in any one year, you get updates for the rest of forever. Every year I update it, resend it out, add more to it, update it. And this year I want to do something cool. I am going to post in the Facebook group on the morning of Black Friday, so our, our Facebook group, Unofficial Shopify Podcast Insiders, and I'm going to ask people... Share screenshots of the best Black Friday emails you've gotten. 
and then I will curate those, put them in a nice format, and that will be then included in next year's email guide. Wait, so if they buy this holiday email guide, what do they get? They get uh, something like a 30-page PDF that includes, all right, here is, if you've procrastinated, you've waited this long to set up your emails, Lord have mercy, but hey, we can still help you help yourself. And in the email guide, I lay down, all right, here are the dates you'd be sending your emails, so every opportunity to send an email, and then as well as the best practices. All right. But it's so, not like so if you know nothing and expect, like, all right, this is going to bail me out. Yeah, it's, I don't know what to do. Here's a blueprint. But yeah. you still got to know how to build the house. Yes. We can give you the blueprints for the house. Yeah, so I don't call it, I don't call it a book. It's an executive summary. It is intentionally short. If I dropped a 100-page book on you, you wouldn't do anything with it. Yeah. So... Um, and I am proud we have of the the many we've sold only a single sideways refund request. It was a real it was a real passive aggressive refund request too. Yeah, it was unusual. Well, he said I was a man of integrity, but it was like I don't want a refund. I just this wasn't what I expected. But then described exactly the thing that I said it was. I don't want a refund. I am just not happy with the product, and I know you're a good guy. Yeah, but that's it's like it. all right. Well, here's your refund, which. I'm happy to do if you buy it. Like, it's no risk. If you buy it and don't like it, here, I will Yeah, I mean, we just got the windows you. fixed after you threw your chair through the window because someone complained. <laughs> I have never thrown anything <laughs> through these windows, though I should because then we could open them. Uh, okay. So that's, that's my plug for the holiday email guide. SEMA. So it's at uh, the giant convention center in Las Vegas, and there are 200,000 people, which I believe makes it the biggest convention in Las Vegas. I, don't, I mean, I went there for CES, which was... And that's what people compared it obviously to. Obviously, bonk, which was bonkers. They said everybody thinks CES is the biggest. SEMA's bigger than CES. So this thing is monster big. and like So it spans multiple uh, convention center warehouse. I didn't even see all of it in two days. So at SEMA, you've got like all the, the big car show or the big car manufacturers show up to show... Not just their cars, but the aftermarket parts for the cars specifically. That is how huge that industry is. So it's like, it's not just cars, it's the guys who make wheels and the guys who make spoilers. and Every crazy thing you could think of down to floor mats. Um, and so, uh, eavesdropping and listening in, there's a lot of direct-to-consumer and a lot of e-commerce stuff being discussed that I thought was interesting. Uh, but... It, Really, I was there just to meet with clients. Yeah, we have a lot. Of, we had a lot of clients. There. Yeah, we had Leno, we had Hoonigan, Corsa Motorsports. Uh, who else? Uh, Adams Polishes. Adams Polishes. Yeah, Can never and then Adams. Uh, a few who were not represented there was like looking through the thing. But man, I mean, I barely had time to connect with those folks. Though it was kind of cool as we relaunched Corsa's website, Corsa Performance. We relaunched Corsa's website at SEMA. Yeah, you were like texting me changes to make, and I was like, all right, I'm pushing it live. So I thought that was that was kind of neat. I've never launched relaunched a website from a convention center show before. Yeah, that was good. You met Jay Leno again. Again, second time. Are, you and him are like friends now. We're basically best friends. Yeah. In that, you know, when I saw him the second time and someone reminded him who I was, he said, oh, he gr graciously said, oh, I thought you looked familiar. Oh, yeah. He definitely and, remembers yeah. you. Yeah. I'm like, listen, I know we're, you're, we both know you're lying, but I appreciate <laughs> the effort. Anyway, I met up with Drew Sanaki who mm -hmm. is the CEO of Auto Anything, but uh, many listeners may recognize that name. He also ran Nerd Marketing. He taught a, uh, he had a bunch of info products for Shopify merchants around email marketing. That was his specialty. And uh, he even taught a email course uh, for the, uh, it was for Shopify, I believe it was for the Shopify Academy. And he had a couple like really interesting 
points and hot takes. Number one uh, was a an opportunity in e-commerce. And even though the show was huge and there were 200,000 people and there was every manner of crazy car, like, oh, yeah, if you need wheels specific to your Lamborghini, like kind of niche stuff, I didn't see a single electric vehicle. Ford brought one. They had one. Oh, you peed your pants about this car. I did. It was, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm mad that they're never going to sell this thing. It was a, like, 900 horsepower all-electric Mustang with a manual transmission. So essentially my dream car. Um, but anyway... Electric vehicles like Tesla, you didn't, I didn't see a single one. So you didn't see electric vehicles represented there, but people who buy those cars still want to buy accessories for them, still want to customize and modify them. So if you are at all considering or have the ability to get into that space and sell aftermarket parts for electric vehicles, do it. It is a wide blue ocean. There's no one doing this right now. Adam Watson asks, so Kurt, if you were to start a store, what niche would you start in? Uh, I would buy myself a Tesla, drive it around, and start figuring out what the pains or problems are, and I would start designing and manufacturing my own simple products, probably stuff accessories around the interior, like first look for issues to fix, and then start looking for like little annoyances um, that you discover when you first buy a car, first fix that stuff, and then turn around and start making like cool accessory items uh, for the car. Like maybe... You know, nothing crazy like body kit, smaller stuff, like a, uh, a carbon fiber lip spoiler, like whatever I could come up with. Or maybe in like own one manufacturer vehicle or space. Tesla seems like the obvious one, but there are other electric cars out there and others coming down the line. So that's a huge opportunity. And another point that, that Drew Sanaki made was um, within the off-road community, there's like you think of Jeep um, when you think of off-road and trucks. But there's a new category that's rapidly growing called Overland. And Overland is like, I'm off-roading, but it's not like hillbilly redneck stuff. It's, I've got a customer lifetime value of like half a million dollars because I'm going to buy a Land Rover and then outfit that for camping. It's like a weird premium luxury version of off-roading. It's glamping. It's essentially glamping. glamping. Yeah, off-road glamping. And so I thought, um, and that like, you, you saw that stuff there. But it's not oversaturated. So maybe there's like a Land Rover enthusiast out there who's thinking about creating a product. Uh, If that's the case, absolutely jump on that. And for the Shopify partners, the issue we have well known within this space, because all industries and niches have their own issues, is product information management, PIM systems around automotive and Shopify. So you've got all these sites have to have a year make model, year make model vehicle selector. It's like pick your car. I've got a 2012 Ford F-150 to where you go on down the line, and then it just shows you, hey, here's the parts that fit your car. Everybody, no one has really solved this in a great way. Well, because there's just, it's too many options. Yeah. Because like, I mean, if you offer like the last 10, it's like 10 years times 10 car manufacturers times 10 models, that's now like a thousand possible permutations right there. Yeah, so it's, it's a data problem. And like that's, that's a small number I just declared. Yes. So you've got a data problem, and then also the implementation within Shopify. So you'd rapidly tear your hair out trying to manage this thing. And the people who've done it have, have torn their hair out. I, you could identify the people, just handfuls of hair running around SEMA screaming. They look like Larry from the Three Stooges? Yes, yeah. So if you've got thoughts on that, that issue, uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Somebody email me. Tell me if there is a sane way to fix this. Well, I mean, that was, um, you used to work with someone, and that they're for an auto parts manufacturer... And they were on a platform. 
that specialized in this. It's, that specialized in this. RPMware. And RPMware is a is Shopify essentially, but for aftermarket car parts. And like the reason you were stuck on RPMware is because of exactly this. Of exactly that. And that was over ten years ago. I don't think anybody has solved it yet. Yeah, and I mean it's the same thing with um my uh my brother in law. He owns co-owns and helps run one of the biggest bike shops in Chicago. And they are trapped on their ERP PIM system that runs the bike shop database. And like their online store is all attached to that. And like they can't get off of it and like try to do better and like or be on Shopify because they're stuck with this insane system where you're like, well, I need this specific part from this specific bike from this specific year. And it's just too hard to manage all the information. Right. So, yeah, if you've got if you're entering one of those spaces, be aware of that problem or if you're in that space and have a solution, we would love to hear it. <laughs> a housekeeping note. I just interviewed uh, Dave from Iographer. This is a really cool story about a guy who went from Kickstarter to selling a suite of products that lets you turn your iPad or iPhone into like a proper cinematic film camera. And in that episode, he's giving away several of the products like kits. So... When that episode drops a week after this one, just make sure, listen to uh, at the end to learn how to win, um, and then join our Facebook group. Uh, that's the answer. Join the Facebook group comment for a, an opportunity to win one of these kits. It's, it's a cool episode. All right, so I've been bouncing around a lot here. So you, Drew Sanuki also gave you a hot take. On Black Friday. On Black Friday. About Black Friday. Yes. And the moment you told it to me, I was like, he's right. Yeah. So this is the, the dark truth about Black Friday is what he offered up. He said, the, the big surge that you see on Black Friday isn't new demand. It's reallocated demand from October. So really, it's, you'll have a soft September, October, and early November, and then suddenly you get this massive, amazing, crazy day. Well, wait, then you, drop a bu- then you give out a bunch of sales yeah, on Black uh-oh. Friday. You drop your prices by 30%. Yes. So now, really, it's sales that you didn't make earlier in the month. Or like weeks to months prior, you're now making now you're them. making those, but at a you're at a, a fraction of what you would have normally, and then on top of it, you've got it's when your ad costs peak because everybody comes out of the woodwork uh, and starts spinning up their Facebook ads. But now we've, we're competing against big players, big box stores like Walmart and huge CPG brands like P and G, who are in there and just they don't care about acquisition cost. Because their customer, they want to, when they say lifetime, they're talking decades. So if they have to way overspend to get somebody, they're fine with that. It will not bother them in the slightest. So that drives up Facebook ads. So what he said that suddenly Black Friday became like this diabolical thing we need to defeat. That like you're, well, it's like it's a self-inflicted wound. Yes. He's, he's brainstorming some solutions to this. Well, I mean, it immediately made sense to me because... I was just thinking about it this week because there's like all these games coming out that's like Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC, Outer Worlds, Borderlands 3 came out. There's a game called Overland that I was very interested in. And I was like, oh, I want to buy one of those. Like, I, I you know, I, I'm itching for something. And my first immediate thought was, well, buying anything now is stupid. I should just wait three weeks and I'll get it for half off. So I exactly. didn't buy anything. You were ready to pull the trigger then, yeah. but you know, well, why would I do it? Yeah, I'd be dumb if I bought anything now, so I won't. I'll just, the thing I bought, the thing I was going to buy now, I'm just going to buy it in three weeks and I'll pay less money for it. But that's, that's also, they, they didn't make any more money off of me. They're making less money off of me. That's why you see retailers 
who like are normally discounters, um, you know, like Macy's, those kind of places where they sell stuff at a discount kind of year round. Everything's like fifty percent off. Suddenly, September, October, early November, everything's at full retail. And the reason is because they're just going to bring it back down to the normal price they'd sell at anyway during Black Friday and go, oh, look at this amazing deal and sale. So maybe the answer is we start looking for ways to add value on those days that aren't just centered around discounting. You may like you, another way to offer a discount on a coupon code is, hey, like we'll do expedited shipping during this time. Or you know, hey, um, do product bundles, which kind of like help obscure the price and offer or do um, uh, limited editions or brand collaborations. Wow, your solution that you thought up was way nicer than the solution I thought up. <laughs> All right, well, that was really, I mean, that was extemporaneous. I did it off the top of my head. What's yours? My solution that I thought up off the top of my head was you pull the scam that stores that are going out of business pull, which is like, you know, Toys R Us and all right. these stores that have liquidated. Everyone hears that a store is liquidating, so they're like, oh, shit, I'm going to get over there and get some crazy-ass deals. You're not getting a crazy-ass deal because before they liquidated it, they doubled all the prices, then declared that everything was half off. So that you're paying the same thing you bought, you would have paid before the liquidation occurred. It's just that it has a bunch of for sale, bunch of sale signs on it. So that strategy so actually works. So my answer works. is do that on your store, which is essentially, yeah, send out a bunch of emails saying that everything's half off, give people coupon codes and all that but increase your prices by 50% before you do it. My fear would be that you, the, the damage uh, in trust, that that hurts the, the customer relationship. Who notices the price of things from like a month ago? If you're direct to consumer, I think you have to be very careful with that strategy. If you're a reseller, you could probably get away with it. I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying... Don't not do it. I'm just saying maybe you'll make a bunch of money if you do it. <laughs> well, it's probably at this point it's too late. Right, they would have had to jack up the prices earlier, right? Well, you know, you just like what's the tail in which I could I have to have had the prices up to declare it a discount. I'm just saying, don't jack the price up. Just say you're say you have a big discount, and then in Shopify, put the product used to be field. Just make that like more. Set the compare at so the price is unchanged, but the compare at price went way up. Well, and then you put a bunch of late, and then you send out a bunch of emails and put up a bunch of signs like, oh, this is fifty percent off now. I mean, you could have bought it for this price four months ago, but uh, now I declare it's 50% off. Well, I think this is still ethical. It does feel amoral. <laughs> it's not unethical. I can say. It's okay, maybe it's, how about it's just douchey? You want to buy this pen? This pen's, uh, this pen's normally $1,000, but I'll give it to you for $1. I could go type Pilot G2 it's into Amazon and notice it's not the case. Off. Don't you want it? <sighs> you want it more now, don't you? How much you, you want for it? <laughs> Can I trade you? <laughs> Do you accept barter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I think, I don't know how long Black Friday will continue as we've seen it, where it's became a race to the bottom, and then it became, now it's become a race to the bottom, propped up by smoke and mirrors, essentially. Well, welcome to the American economy. Ooh, hot take. <laughs> 2020. Oh, no, don't, no, no <laughs> politics. My God. I don't, we already get crazy emails. So, yeah, do, do we have any more any Black, more Black Friday hot takes, or do you want to move on a couple of these questions? I don't have a hot take. Remember DVDs? <laughs> what about DVDs? I used to get up on Black Friday and go to Best Buy and buy, like, you know, do the thing where you get, like, 20 DVDs and it ends up costing you, like, 20 bucks. Did you ever camp out at a, at a big box store for a Black Friday I deal? I never camp out, camp out. I definitely, I went to that Best Buy on, like, Greenwood and Golf. Right. Right next to Golf Mill. 
I remember going there at like doors open 7 a.m. And now they open like on Thanksgiving. No, right? but like, yeah, I remember going there at like doors open 7 a.m. It was still dark. The line snaked through the store by the time you got there just to buy like 12 DVDs for real cheap. I don't know why I did that. That was pretty stupid. 15 years ago. You know all those DVDs I have now that I totally watch all the time. Right. <laughs> and my DVD player that I definitely own. Do you have like a DVD tower? <laughs> yeah. It, when you look back on like this purchase you had to make, often by the time you hit 10 years, you're like, what, what the hell was I thinking? It and it almost wasn't like I had to make it. It just seemed like fun. And I was like, I was getting a deal. I was right. getting the whole dollars trilogy for five bucks, man. Oh my gosh. Hold up. We'll hear more after this quick break. Support for this podcast comes from Simpler, a new way to staff 24-7 sales and customer service on your Shopify store. It works with your existing email and chat tools, so setup is quick and easy. Simpler provides on-demand, US-based customer service specialists to answer your customers' most common questions. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat with 24-7 Simpler specialists. Find out more at simpler.ai. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I. And now back to the show. Hit me. I went 15 years ago, I think. Maybe more. Yeah, 15 years ago. I camped outside of a Best Buy because I had two friends who uh, wanted to buy computers that were on crazy crazy sale. But this is when you really could get for real deals because they are all based on mail and rebate. And what was wonderful about mail-in rebates oh, is the, the redemption rate. The worst. The redemption rate on a mail-in rebate was at best like one out of five. So they counted on the majority of people not actually redeeming the deal. You had to loan them the money, but you know I was on top of it. I always sent in my mail-in rebates, even if it was for like seven bucks. Um, and then eight weeks later, you get a check. And I remember like I did so many of these. I had a spreadsheet to keep track of them. Yeah, I was that guy. But that was what, like, you know, it would be like, oh, wow, you get this real, like, a, a pretty decent computer for 200 bucks after a $500 mail-in rebate. Because they knew most people weren't going to do it. And what happened was mail-in rebates got outlawed um, in several states, and so they just dropped them entirely. What? They did? Yeah. There are several states where mail-in rebates are outlawed, so now the big box retailers don't bother with it. They still do them on computer parts all the time. You could do, well, they, they exist, but it's just like, it, it's fallen out of favor. Because I was just going to say... Our listeners, mail-in rebates on Black Friday. I want That's someone... That's how you can discount stuff, but then not get boned by the discount. All right. If someone has experience with mail-in rebates, you have a standing offer to come as a guest on the show and teach me about mail-in rebates. I think this is a tremendous opportunity. If they're illegal in some states, that's just going to be a nightmare to try and deal with. Well, we could talk through like figuring that out, that yeah. solution. All right. If anyone's a mail-in rebate genius, come on the show. Yeah, let me know. That'd be cool. <laughs> what oh, a loser. I know. Mailing rebates, that'd be cool. I, and I'm not kidding in the slightest. I really would find that genuinely interesting. Uh, Kim Otterburn said, you mentioned the importance of building an email list. Any practical ideas for how to get people to sign up? Well, right now, today, I would sign up uh, a, a teaser where you say, hey, do you want early access to our Black Friday sale? And use that as your email opt-in. And then when people opt in you run your Black Friday sale um, like this Friday for just those people who opted in as a way to test it, as a way to drive those email people, and potentially as a way to get um, multiple purchases from a single customer in that they'll, maybe they'll purchase during that early bird preview window and then again on Black Friday weekend. Uh, my thoughts on this were, one, 
So you get people to sign up by giving them something. Giving them early access to your Black Friday sale, great idea. I was also thinking about a tiny discount, 5% maybe. Just like a tiny little discount that's not going to kill your margin, but people make it a tiny ask from them. Like, you just got to give me your email and I'm going to give you 5% off. Or like, if you charge for shipping, order free shipping on your first order, something like that. And then the other thing I thought of is a piece of content. Like, oh, yeah, like content upgrade. If, uh, am I right or wrong here? Does Kim Otterburn run Welsh Otter? Yes. So Welsh Otter sells furniture that is like very nice and fancy. Home decor. It's, it's, home, dec- it's home decor. And I'm sure she has knowledge on how to like take care of your furniture, how to clean it, how to do all that stuff for your home decor. Maybe she, Kim can offer them like a little PDF or whatever on how to properly take care of your Welsh Otter products. So it's like, I'm going to teach you something if you sign up for my email list. Give them something. And really, like, it's so easy to do that. Essentially, like, repur- you may already have the content. Like, look at your... Could be blog posts that you're, you've already made if you're doing yes. good content marketing. Yeah, a blog post you already made or, like, a social media post that you know does really well. Take that, expand on it, make a video version of it to go with it, and then you send that out either as, like, one email or break it up as an email series... Um, I like the idea of doing the email series because it makes a long piece of content more digestible and it gives you an excuse to be in that inbox, build that relationship. And then ideally, like at the end of every email, and you'll see I do this, like, hey, hit reply, ask me a question. A majority of people won't. But for the few people who do, when they actually get a response from you and they see that like, oh, this is a real person who's actually engaged and knows whatever this industry niche hobby is, they'll be impressed by that and that earns trust. Sounds good to me. Yeah. No, I like that idea. Jesse Westover had asked about timing for social media posts for the holidays, when to release your Black Friday deal on social, etc. The answer is continuously. (laughs) Just constantly. Yes. Slowly escalating discounts and releases. Well, the thing, like, unlike, if I emailed you 10 times in a day, that would be strange. You'd be like, fuck this guy. Yeah, you would just, you would click on subscribe. Or, as someone replied to one of my emails today, if someone's feeling real salty, they won't just click on subscribe. They want you to do it for them so that you know they unsubscribed. Like, yeah, I got them. As if I care. And the, the guy replied, take me off your spam list, Kurt. Like, you signed up for my email. That's the one that always baffles me. The people who sign up and then they're like, unsubscribe me. It's Schrodinger's, it's Schrodinger's spam. <laughs> if you wanted it, it's good email. If they didn't want it, it's spam. But it could be the same thing. Yeah. Oh, like the same email. Somebody will be like, this is amazing. Thank you. Your content's so valuable. And then the next person is like, you got a room temperature IQ. Both of those things are actual emails I've received. I mean, if you had a room temperature IQ, I don't think you could set up an email welcome series. Thank you. That's right. Yeah. I certainly would not be able to spell e-commerce correctly. <laughs> um, anyway, so unlike email with social media, it doesn't have the same organic reach. Like if I post on Facebook, I am lucky if 10% of my people see that post. So, I mean, you could pace, pace, you could post every hour throughout the day and be fine. Um, and that probably actually wouldn't be a bad strategy as long as it, it's valuable in some way. Like, it, it's funny, it's engaging, it's dynamic, it's useful, um, it, it's helpful. Like, hey, this, I, like, oh, of our sale, this item is about to sell out. Like, look for those excuses, those reasons to post. Um, but at a minimum for social, I would match it up to your email and do... 7 a.m., 5 p.m., 10 p.m., so that you've got it running throughout the day. But I also probably do something in the afternoon as well. And of the like, and you're I would, talking about this is you're talking about on Black Friday day. Yes. And 
don't get us wrong. You should be doing a bunch of stuff before you get to this point. Don't wait. Yeah, schedule these things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, I would. Uh, and those posts I would promote. And that, I don't know, that may be an issue um, just in getting the approval from Facebook. So I wouldn't, I would try and promote, uh, try and promote them and it may not work, but it's worth a shot. Even if it's like you put 10 bucks behind each one, that is worth uh, a considerable increase in organic reach. On Facebook. <laughs> yeah, Facebook, it, like, that's much lower risk in posting. I think, uh, you know what, my advice is for your social media posts during these these holiday sales is just spam it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, you're going to get, it's just another drop in the rainstorm. Like, everyone, all your customers are getting spammed by 20 other stores. So it's not like they're going to specifically remember you as being, like, a bad guy if you're worried about overdoing it. Well, that's, I think my point is you can't overdo it. On the hol- on these holidays, I think you can overdo it, but all I right, think if the it's bar, a challenge, yeah, I, I think the bar is way higher than anyone realizes. Anyone realizes, yeah, because what what was that stat? You're like clothing stores send out women's clothing stores send out like 14 emails on Black Friday or something. Oh, it, like throughout the holidays, some of them will get up to 100 emails, no problem. It's nuts. Well, that's uh, prorated out over like yeah 60 days. That's different. Less than 60 days, 45. But, yeah. But an unusual number of emails, more than you would realize. If you want the exact stat and the source I cited, you'll have to buy the holiday email guide. Ooh. Ooh, $29. Plug, Paul needs a new PC. All right. It's Friday. We're a little punchy today. Uh, Will Roya asks, what do you budget for your one-day ads on social for Black Friday, etc.? So the rule of thumb here. Oh, well, there's a rule of thumb? Because I was going to say this is the king of it depends questions. Well, that's why I wanted to do it. Two things. One, you could take... Here, I'll give you, this is a really safe answer. You've got your Facebook ads, and you've got it segmented into cold audience, warm audience, hot audience. What I want you to do is kill the cold audience ad spend, reallocate that, because that's the one that's going to be really expensive and low ROAS, return on ad spend. Reallocate that into the, the warm and hot audiences, and then a safe answer is add 10% onto that. Now, if you're looking for an overall budget, what based on last year's performance, hopefully you have previous year's performance, based on your previous year's Black Friday sale, take 10%. It's a conservative number, make that your ad budget. Those are I think like those are very safe benchmark numbers to use. That's good. That's a good answer. That fits for everyone. Yeah. Well done. Percentages. <laughs> and again, like the uh if you want a deeper dive into that. Um, listen to our, our recent episode this month with Kurt Bullock. He lays out, hey, here's my full Black Friday Facebook ad strategy. And uh, like here, and he does answer this budget question directly. I did get, uh, right after that episode, I got a message from a listener who was like, who, uh, well, actually, he well actually me. Uh, but he said, hey, we actually, uh, we run our, our cold ad traffic on Black Friday and we are still able to acquire customers on Black Friday. So if it's a thing you want to put a little money behind and risk it, and you've got that money to spend, um, you could do it. You could try to see if you could acquire customers on um, cold traffic on Black Friday. I personally, I'm, I'm fairly risk-averse. I wouldn't even bother to attempt it. And finally, our final listener question. Actually, we have two more. I'm sorry. Uh, Edwin Alejandro Ruiz asks, What type of ads should we run for Black Friday? And how can the ads be aligned with emails per Ezra's email campaign? Well, so the easy answer here 
if you want your Facebook ads to align with your email campaigns, and certainly you should, uh, literally, why not take the subject, the headline, the call to action from the ad or from the email and just reuse that as the text in the ad? And certainly, um, you probably have a hero image or graphic you used in the email. You'd use that in the ad as well. Um, and then, uh, let's say you're using Klaviyo and you got these emails segmented to people. You could sync those to Facebook as custom audiences to ensure that the very same people see that exact same thing. And when you post your ads um, to Facebook, and remember, you got to do this in advance of Black Friday because of the um, the lead time on approval. You could schedule them so they run um, during that day on Black Friday. It, so they like whatever day that email goes out. You really could just take once you build out the email campaign, just turn around and recreate that as Facebook ads. Okay. Did that answer the question? <laughs> it was a lot of words. There were words in there. It's Friday. There was a question in the Facebook group that you had sent me about that I liked. Tom Humphreys asks uh, about social media scheduling. He said, I've been posting to Facebook, Insta, and Pinterest separately. Decided to try to schedule things to speed up the process. Good. Yes. Uh, I've tried, just tried Hootsuite and was hoping the post would be done platform specifically. I input text, a box for late, blah, blah, blah. Then Hoots, um, but I actually just post the same thing everywhere. All right, so I'll give you the, the easy answer here is a wonderful app called Buffer. B-U-F-F-E-R, Buffer. I have used it for years. I loved it. I tried a bunch of other ones and I just ended up back on Buffer and now I'm just committed to Buffer. Um, Buffer is a social media scheduling tool that works exactly the way you're describing. You pick the channels you want your content to go to, you paste in your content, and then it says, okay, let's pot- now you can edit and individualize and populate each network individually. Um, I don't think it could post to Instagram natively. I may be wrong. I've not tried that in a while. Um, but if you're looking for a tool that can also do Instagram and Pinterest specifically, um, in this case, Tom Humphreys is, check out Tailwind. That's the one my wife uses, and she swears by it. She loves Tailwind. Because it, like, it really it was built first for Pinterest, and then they added Instagram, and I think it could do some of the other channels. But between Buffer or Tailwind, one of those will make your life much easier. Um, both offer free trials, so check those out. In closing, <laughs> what kind of questions would Paul like oh, in the I next one? I'm fine. I don't care. I just like being here every week. <laughs> A very positive attitude. Uh, you know, I'm good. Things are going good. Uh, built that cool thing for Hoonigan. Well, well yeah, we didn't build it for Hoonigan, but I'm super into this thing I made. Well, the was, proof of concept. The was proof on of concept. I used Hoonigan. Explain to me the thing you built because I love it. Uh, well, during all of your many meetings in Las Vegas, you were talking with people, and f- or someone brought up the idea of having, and th- this was also something that was brought up by someone in the Facebook group like three weeks ago, where they wanted to inject something in the collection page. So it would be going through the items in the collection page, and then there would be a different block instead of an item. Then uh, the guy in the Facebook group, what he wanted was like to take you to a different collection or to take you to some piece of content or something like that to just kind of redirect users. I'm not sure what his use case was. but And then your, your one was to have inside the to, collection page yeah. to have content. Yes. So right now, if I've got a collection and I want to add content to it, Really, my only option is I can add an image and whatever I could jam into the collection description. And if I want to get fancy, I could do like a split. But there's no, no matter what, there's not content in the collection grid. Yeah. And what you're saying is you have developed a way where like the fourth, 
let's say I've got eight items in my collection. So the way it works great is it's got to be the last item in on a, on a line. Okay, so I've got eight items in a collection. It's uh, two rows of four, and suddenly, well, we'll say seven items in a collection, two rows of four, and then the fourth product in that grid gets replaced with a piece of content. Yes. Well, a piece of content is injected that then pushes the rest of the grid down one more slot. But yeah, it's a... And it, you can style it to make it look like an item, and you click on it, and then behind the grid, the grid accordions itself and splits open, and then you inside that extra that space now you could just have whatever you want, and it just opens and cl- opens and closes. And we can put page content in there, whatever. If you look in the Facebook group, I rebumped that thread of the guy asking about it, and you could see it in action. Kurt made a GIF of it, but it's really cool. And every single client we've showed it to so far has been like, "That's really cool. I want that." So yeah, I'm into it as a way to push that somewhere. So the idea is if you've got, well, a lot of products require education. That's like a big barrier to purchase for people is, well, I've got questions about this. I've got objections. And so you could have like um, in and a collection. A, and a great place to do that is in like your pages and on the product pages. Right. So yeah, here you're, pro- is you're probably already doing that now. Yeah. This is a way to put that content to do like a little, you could have a little buyer's guide that can pot accordion open inside your collection. So they stay on the collection page, they get their question answered, and therefore their objection busted, and they know, all right, this is the one I'm going to go grab. Cool. Yeah. I love this idea. Uh, yeah, it's super cool. The, and, I mean, the main way it works is, you know, if anyone's actually looked on their collection page listing, uh, the collection grid starts with four product in collection products, and Liquid has a thing called, uh, that has one called Limit, and you just put like limit seven. And then after seven, it stops listing out products. You put all your stuff in there in this code I developed. And there's some JavaScript and stuff like that. And then when you're done with that, you restart it with like a collection grid. And then the restart is skip. I forget what the thing is. There's also a liquid pipe filter where you skip the first couple ones and continue with the thing. So... And it's how short I, answer. It's dope. It, it, the short answer is it's dope. You got to hire someone to do it, preferably us, but we're going to do it. Dude, so sick. It's so sick. Anyway, that's all I got. Yeah. So it's, you can just talk more about Facebook ads now. Early stage. I don't know Jack about <laughs> Facebook ads. I'm actually, I'm just reading off crypt notes. <laughs> I go ask Kurt Bullock and then I write it on the back of my hand. <laughs> like, what does ROAS mean again? Oh, what the hell? Um, all right. In closing. Join the Facebook group because we've got that upcoming giveaway, and it is the only place that we accept questions to talk about on the show. Every two weeks, I post in there and ask for for your questions. I want to know what keeps you up at night, how we can help you. And grab the email guide at ethcycle.com slash holiday. And if you hate it, just email me, send me something crazy, and I will refund your money in full. So I hope this is the last time we'll talk before Black Friday. Is it? I don't know. (laughs) I'm also not good at dates. And time zones. Time zones. And directions. Directions, geography, really bad at that. Yep. But great reading comprehension. Super good at reading, very good at scheduling social media posts. Excellent at that. <laughs> I nail it somehow, despite the time zone thing. Okay. Thank you for listening. We will see you soon, and I hope you make more cash than you know what to do with on Black Friday. Farewell. Big news from our friends at Out of the Sandbox this month. Their newest theme just launched. It's called... Flex. And it's for those of us who loved all the bells and whistles and turbo, but thought, I need more of this. That's where Flex is a game changer for you. It can be configured in an endless number of ways, thanks to more layout and section options than ever. 
more granular control of settings, and easy addition of custom CSS through the theme editor. It's perfect for development agencies like ourselves, as well as e-commerce entrepreneurs like you looking to create a unique online store experience for your customers. Now here's the coolest part. Flex has a new Demo Shop Import feature that allows you to fast track your shop setup based on any of 12 demo shops. You get all of the theme settings, layouts, content, and sections used in that demo shop of your choice applied automatically to your store. You can check Flex out right now at outofthesandbox.com. And if you like it, take 20% off the purchase price when you use code PODCAST20 at checkout. That's outofthesandbox.com and code PODCAST20. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.